Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. And we're back. We're back. Season 23. <laughs> Wait, and we're back, which is almost a perfect segue oh, to this season's wow. Jurassic premise. Do it. But oh, not yet. Not yet, though. Okay. Well, what we were, we were thinking. Put a pin in that because it's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bring it up in a minute. Woo. We'll circle back. <laughs> We're back. (laughs) Typically, we would write, you know, in the past, we've done things. We've written songs. This season, we actually had Allie do a special project, which was Procreate. So season 23 (laughs) is is dedicated. I decided I'm just going to birth a human for this season. Like, why play small and come up with another parody song? Right. And because it's season 23, she's naming it Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) It is sort of like a circle of life thing. You know, like the dinosaurs oh. were extinct, but Farah is born. And that's science. And True. don't anybody question me on it. I went to a Christian school. I don't know anything about dinosaurs. <laughs> they tried to block. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure Adam and Eve didn't make the dinosaurs? No, you know that, remember, one of the one of my teachers said that dinosaur bones were planted to trick us. Oh, yes, I remember you telling me that. One of your teachers because they, that, like, doesn't line up with their, like, with creationism. So that's why I'm so smart and sharp to this day. You're okay, welcome. We- Dinosaurs, talk to me about it. <laughs> so start from the beginning. What's their whole deal? <laughs> so, like, when did they come? Like, what, 150 years ago? <laughs> so Jesus was friends with them, right? Jesus, like, had a pet dinosaur. <laughs> that's who Judas was. He was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They all got on the ark, two of them? <laughs> If you're confused, it's because you didn't go to middle school with Lindsay. And also, <laughs> this story will incorporate dinosaurs in a big way. So uh, I don't – hey, everybody, if you're just listening for the first time, this is the exciting, chaotic energy we're bringing. We've been blue-balled for five months, and we are so excited to talk to humans. Well, you have to imagine whatever we're going to call this episode would have definitely given it away. So they will have some yeah. context. However, yes, that's true. And it's not – like that off-brand that we would just launch into a new season talking about something obscure. But it does make sense. It's time exactly. to Which, Allie, now is, here's your opportunity to sort of tie it back to we're back. So I guess we are back, <laughs> and we're back to talking about we're back, which was a great movie from the 90s yeah. about dinosaurs, <laughs> which ties into this season's Perfect. theme. But I guess before we get into the season, do you want to play catch-up a little bit on – What's been going on from season 22 until now? 
Yeah, let's turn the prehistoric era of October yeah. to now. <laughs> Should we have introduced ourselves and said, meet your three prehistorical hosts? Yeah, good. Yes. <laughs> Susan spliced that in. Oh, there is. I can't believe I already said the word dinosaur bone and didn't say dinosaur boner. Do you think there's going to be dinosaur boners in this story? I know there's going to be like human boners. Dinosaur boning, but mm-hmm. I mean, if we're lucky, there is. I split the story, so I'm not going to say anything. Winks. <gasps> that means yes. So. We did um, hop on Patreon last week to talk to the Dongs. If you were there, hello again. And we just sort of, we talked mostly about, I mean, Danny and I had some interesting stuff going on in our life, but Allie had an entire human that came into the earth. So we talked about that. What else did we chat about? Danny went on a million trips. Yeah. Did a honeymoon all through Europe. It was great. Now I don't want to travel ever again. I just want to record the podcast. You just want to travel back in time. I just want to travel back in time. I've been around Europe. Now I'm ready for back in time. And lucky for you, season 23. Does it? Yeah. Oh, wink, wink, wink. Allie, tell us some about Farrah Rose. Oh, yes. Well, we have a fourth member of the Golden Trio. Or what do we call it? We call ourselves the Golden Threesome. I guess it's yeah. like a Golden Foursome now. Uh-huh. Because I have a daughter, Farrah Rose, was born November 9th, came flying out. (laughs) We'll spare you the details, but she made a hell of an entrance into the world. And um, she is just, she's just a doll. Today, she's three months old and she's smiling and she started to laugh for the first time. Laughed at me first before Matt. So well, what does that tell you? Was it because you used the pre-hysterical joke? Because that's <laughs> going to get I, I workshopped it with her first, and she's like, Mom, it's a hit. <laughs> For all the new listeners, they're going to love it. They're definitely not going to tune out when they hear it. But she's great. She's healthy. She's happy. She's sleeping seven hours straight. So I'm feeling semi-rested, guys. I'm feeling good. I'm back. We'll talk to you at season 25. You ready to do the most important thing, and that is record this podcast, right? That's what you've been yeah, resting so up like, for. Okay, I did the whole mom thing. Yeah, like yeah, now, yeah, let's yeah, do then. what? Let's birth the new season because that's what I was really built for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so I know we took a little bit of a break so I could, you know, just uh, spend some time with her and not have to edit a podcast <laughs> on no sleep. So, um, but we're officially back and and thrilled. Woo-hoo. And we're so excited. And there is one other little thing that we announced on Patreon. We want to announce to everybody that we're going to start doing for patrons whom we call dongs. Um, and one of you will have to say the URL in a second when I'm done, cause I never get it right. But we, if you are a dong, which is a member of our Patreon, you're allowed to submit what we're calling put out or shout outs. And that can be like dedications, love notes, special announcements, anything you want us to read for someone else, like your partner, your best friend, your mom, some special thing you want to say, we will read on the air at the end of the episode. But you do have to be a dong to submit. And to do that, Allie, you go to? Go to patreon.com forward slash fangasm. And the timing has never been better because... Next week's episode is going to come out on Valentine's Day. And so um, if you're listening to this, it's the 7th of February. Or my new favorite thing, which is to leave um, a time capsule for the future, might be November 12th, 2027. <laughs> 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 Just a little, little breadcrumbs. 
<laughs> don't, don't curse us to 2027. <laughs> hey, we didn't think we'd make it to 2023, and here we are. That so. was the most unfathomable date I could ever think of for the last shot out I did. So uh, anyway, if you are listening to this, go log on to Patreon, send us a message, who your love notes to, and we can get you laid on Valentine's Day, guaranteed, for the episode that comes out on the 14th. Danny, we should probably tell people about the fact that multiple listeners noticed the date that you dropped, oh my God, how many years ago? And it came true. I mean, we are still doing this podcast how many years later? So yeah, if you want to tell everyone about that. Yeah. On episode, season four, episode three or four, I mentioned the unfathomable date of January 13th, 2023. And boy, did that come true. And I'm so glad people were doing a re-listen because they got to tell us that that was happening. And um, it was so much fun to just to hear our innocence back in the day. So talk to you on November 12th, 2027. <laughs> set, your, set your calendar reminder. We had multiple people write in. One of the people that wrote in was um, Steph. And she, it was, yeah, two minutes into season four, episode four, Danny pointed out that the episode was airing on Halloween 2017, unless you were listening to it on January 12th, 2023. Then it was no longer Halloween. <laughs> so just hilarious that that somehow came true. I love it. So yeah, so stick around to the end. You'll hear our very first um, shout out of hopefully many. We are so excited. We hope that people propose to each other using this mechanism, but more likely we'll be announcing um, like an STI to somebody. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I think there's just one other thing. Yeah. Danny, you want to announce your game that we're going to work on this week and announce next week before we get into the story? Yeah, one immediate game is you'll notice this this season we have a theme, um, which is dinosaurs, <laughs> <laughs> which is so exciting. The story that we're about to read um, by Evil Dime is so much fun, and it takes us um, back to an era we've never been to. So um, let's unlock all that sexy potential, and um, we'll post on Facebook and Instagram. But tell us your sexiest dinosaur name. For example... Uh, the first one that came to mind for me was a T-Bagosaurus Rex and, uh, <laughs> you know, more to, more to come. So let us know as you're listening to this, use your dinosaur knowledge for good, which we were talking about that we know a lot more about dinosaurs than we probably even need to. So finally. Now we're going to know more. Intimately. Well, me and Danny know a lot yeah. more about dinosaurs. Lindsay just learned about dinosaurs <laughs> three or four years ago. <laughs> this story is going to be my education. <laughs> Did you know dinosaurs all had gigantic penises? <laughs> That's definitely true. Anything else? Should we do it? I mean, we haven't said what the fandom is. Wait, really fast. Allie had a baby. I traveled a bunch. Lindsay, can you please tell everybody about your new friend? <laughs> we talked about this on Patreon, but I I started writing sort of like modern poetry on Instagram about a year ago, and it's sort of taken off. And our now close friend, Michelle Pfeiffer, shared one of the posts, and we just have been laughing about it. But it was very, very cool. And then a bunch of our celebrity friends. So check out Mary Oliver's Drunk Cousin. And uh, Lindsay, um, you got to stinkest your own dinkus, you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that to your own horn? Yeah. Stinkest your own dinkus. Fangasm talk for stinkest your own dinkus. Oh, my gosh. We have to make a graphic that says... Don't be afraid to stink as your own dinkus. Yeah. New year, you, you. Oh, yes. You stink as a dinkus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Should we just let the, I think the first word of this story is going to let you know the fandom we're in. Yeah. 
if you haven't figured it out by the episode title. By the episode title, which 100% tells you the fandom that we're in. Oh, right. Oh, right. It does before even like the thing. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We should highlight. So the story is by Evil Dime, who is a brilliant author. So creative. And thank you, Evil Dime, for your permission to read this masterpiece. Yes. To masturbate to this masterpiece. Perfect. ADL, Allie's got the honors. She's kicking us off. Let's do it. Harry looked at the large, scaly body with the immense tree trunk-sized legs, the absurdly long neck, and even longer tail. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. The huge beast didn't seem to hear him. Undeterred by Harry's disapproval, it ripped another mouthful of leaves out of the crown of the tree and started peaceably chewing it. Beside him, Draco Malfoy was staring up at the large reptile with equally wide, disbelieving eyes. That's not any dragon I've ever seen. (laughs) Thanks for stating the obvious, Harry groused. It's a fucking dinosaur. A dinosaur? Malfoy said. Uh, It's like Lindsay. (laughs) Is that a dragon? Is that an angel? Is that another word for Jesus? (laughs) And testing the word like he had heard it before but couldn't quite place it. Now, real fast, long neck, scaly body, trunk legs, long tail. That's got to be a brontosaurus. Is that right? I think that's Pontius Pilate. (laughs) 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 Or it could be an allosaurus. That's for sure one of the disciples. (laughs) That is definitely Paul. (laughs) A dinosaur, Malfoy said, testing the word like he had heard it before but couldn't quite place it. Harry frowned. You know, big, scaly reptiles that lived on a planet a few million years before humans did and died out because of a meteor strike or something. Wait a minute. (laughs) I just remembered that. Okay, so my family has a big group chat on Facebook Messenger. We talk 100 times a day. And during like kind of the peak of COVID, I was watching a movie called Tammy and the (laughs) T-Rex. And I was telling my family about it because it's really absurd. And my mom said something along the lines of, it would have been really scary to live when the dinosaurs were around. I'm glad that they're all extinct now. And we go, wait a minute. (laughs) Do you think that humans and dinosaurs (laughs) cohabitate? No. She goes, didn't they? And we go, did you think that the Flintstones was like like a historical documentary? (laughs) Like historically accurate. She was like, you know how embarrassing this is? My mother thought that dinosaurs and humans lived oh, at the same time. Nance. My mother also went to Catholic school growing I was like, was up, your so mother maybe my she was in the same teacher? <laughs> maybe she was in the same boat as you. But oh, yeah, my mom my thought gosh. that. Like we we're like, no oh. one actually slid down the neck of a brontosaurus to check out a work. Like, what are you talking about? We fucking wish. <laughs> it would be oh, scary, Nance. Um, my mom, when we were at the, uh, in China at one of the temples, asked our tour guide, are dragons real? And <laughs> she said, what? And she was like, well, everybody depicts them kind of the same way. So did somebody see them? <laughs> you know what? I saw somewhere, Twitter or something, where they were like, has anyone ever paused to think that like 
no one had glasses back in the day and people were like, diseases made them crazy. So like everything we think we saw, like all these things of like um, the Loch Ness Monster or the all these things are like, Mermaids they were all as- probably just like crazy and could not see. Mermaids. Like just bad vision. Just bad vision. <laughs> like you just need contacts. You just need to go <laughs> to America's best. From a distance, I could look like a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot, if you let your hair down. If I let my hair down, you'd be like, is that, is that Bigfoot? Is that a Yeti? <laughs> Whew. Stegosauruses, T-Rexes, and flying pterodactyls. Please don't say that all wizards are creationists and nobody ever told me. <gasps> I'm a, I was a wizard what? when I was nine. <laughs> You're a creationist, Harry. <laughs> that is the t- title. <laughs> Okay, wait. I will say that um, my favorite part about the warnings on the story was that it was like, it was like cre- creationist bashing <laughs> <laughs> was one of the tags. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Creo, what? Malfoy was frowning now too, but Harry thought it was just because he was trying to figure out if Harry was insulting him and not because he knew that, yes, yes, Harry was. Look. Harry said, turning his back on the grazing. Oh, a diplodocus. Diplodocus. Wow. It's because my nephews love dinosaurs. <laughs> the grazing diplodocus, as though the 14-ton behemoth were your average farm animal. The history class at Hogwarts is obviously deficient, but surely your preschool. Malfoy scoffed and Harry rolled his eyes. Right. Your fancy, pure-blooded, noble private teacher. And Malfoy's cheeks actually flushed at that. Harry was delighted. Must have told you something about the history of animal life on Earth. He did, Malfoy said. First, there was the primal potion, from which, obviously, the first ones to develop and reach the lands were the reptiles, because snakes are naturally superior. He smirked, and Harry rolled his eyes. (laughs) Do go on, Harry said, one eyebrow cocked. Ooh, first mention of cocks. That's why we picked the story. There's only one. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, I searched (laughs) on the word cock. That's probably it. And that's the sex. I broke cock. Dang it. (laughs) Gets us every time. That and roosters and we're, dang it. (laughs) Dinosaurs would be the logical next step in the hilariously condensed and pure blood eyes, but roughly compatible history of the world. (laughs) Prehysterically condensed? I'm sure you must know this. (laughs) Drink. It's going to be the one that you're going to stick to for the (laughs) all season. (laughs) How many times can I drop it? It's not even that good. Uh Uh, I'm sure you must know this, Malfoy said condescendingly, implying that reconciliation and tentative friendship aside, he still thought Harry was an idiot. Next, the larger animals developed and the snake evolved into the dragon, the crow of nature's creations, he preened. See, Danny, your mom would be right. Are dragons real? (laughs) If we were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, our phone a friend would not be our mother. No. I'll tell you that much. Clearly, <laughs> not if it was about dinosaurs. Creationists, dinosaurs, oh. and dragons would be like strike one, two, Goodbye. and three. Ow, Harry said. What? Malfoy asked, unimpressed. I rolled my eyes so hard it kind of hurt, Harry explained. Mm-hmm. Malfoy scoffed, right. Harry thought it sounded suspiciously like moron. Harry cleared his throat. So these dragons, were they like our present day dragons? Did all of them fly and breathe fire? Malfoy frowned. I suppose. Why wouldn't they? Harry hooked a thumb over his shoulder, pointing back to the grazing, nine fire-breathing, earthbound lizard. Huh? Malfoy made. 
Muggles call them dinosaurs, Harry said. Some of them are smaller ones but can fly, but mostly they just lumber around on the ground. Some, like this fella here, eat leaves and grass, while others are predators and would consider us a tasty snack, kind of like our modern dragons, just without the fire breathing. I do have a fun fact. I think I asked you guys this previously, but how many dinosaur types do you think there are? Well, you already told us the answer. 350. I Googled it, so I'll tell you the real answer. (laughs) Okay. I don't remember you telling us. Say it. So you lied last time that you told us the answer? Now I Googled it. Okay. There's only like 700, only 700 kinds of dinosaurs. There's like (laughs) 10,000 kinds of plants. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Only 700. That is crazy. Allie, thank you for listening to me in a way that Lindsay doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's why I'm a good friend. Hey. (laughs) This is like stupid dinosaur fact. (laughs) 700 throughout the entire history of dinosaurs. Yeah. There were only 700 types. Wow. Wow. (laughs) At least in terms of what they've discovered. So maybe there's like a bunch of hidden ones, but 700 does not seem like that many when you think about like all all different kinds of things running around. Yeah. Well, that's why I guess there's all these paleontologists still at work, right? I mean, that's one for every midriff shirt that Lindsay owns. Yeah. Like 700, that's a a number I can understand. (laughs) 700 dinosaurs. Yeah. That's how I cut my closet. (laughs) Dinosaur 699, (laughs) dinosaur 700. (laughs) And my winter dinosaurs. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Wait, can I ask us a question? We don't know why they're around dinosaurs yet in the story. Like, they're plopping us right in the middle of the plot. <laughs> we don't have any idea why the two of them are together, how old they are, or why they're just looking at a dinosaur. Is that correct? We did not space out. I mean, Danny did copy over the story, so there is a— Is this, like, out of order? <laughs> there's a good chance that Danny missed the whole first chapter, so we shall see. He's just getting— like wizarding dinosaur history as though it's very chill that they're this close to a dinosaur. Okay. I did feel like we plopped right into the middle of the story. Like I scrolled back and lost my place for one second because I'm like, did I miss something when I started this? Well, okay. He decided not to mention his elementary school natural science teacher, Dr. Miller, who one day ran around the school excitedly waving the latest issue of his science mag, which claimed that archaeologists had found residue of material akin to Teflon coating in the backs of some fossilized dinosaurs' throats. Oh, my God. The better to deep throat you, my dear. (laughs) The better to long neck you, my. (laughs) (laughs) Let me take down that dinosaur boner. (laughs) Paleontologist down my throat. What? Paleontologist is good, Al. Great. I'm going to use them all up really quick. (laughs) This was believed to indicate that certain species had, after all, been capable of breathing fire. Four weeks later, Harry heard him dispiritedly admitting to a colleague that he'd bought that particular mag in April, and the May issue disclosed that article as an April 1st hoax. It's like when people think the Onion headlines are real news. <laughs> yeah, I know. So muggles know of dragons, Malfoy asked, looking honestly surprised. They know of dinosaurs, Harry corrected, but those are believed to be extinct. Otherwise, dragons only appear in fairy tales and fantastic novels. How could something as majestic as the ancient dragon have died out? Draco looked outraged. Nobody really knows. (laughs) Meteor? Meteor? (laughs) How'd it happen? Nobody really knows, Harry frowned, part of his brain dragging the knowledge from the older recesses of his memory while the larger part busily speculated on what really happened. Since dragons did exist and were quite likely descendants from the dinosaurs, far as I know, the most popular theory is that a meteorite hit Earth, dramatically changing the climate and inducing an ice age, which did in all the pretty large reptiles and mammals of that time. Does wizarding history acknowledge the ice ages? Should we call it an asteroid? An asteroid? <sighs> Shake that asteroid. Just trying to think of some time. <laughs> hey, now, it's good. 
You're carrying this whole thing on your shoulders, and for that, I'm grateful. Is this thing? <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one that likes dinosaurs of this trio. <laughs> It does, Malfoy conceded, though the meteorite idea is obviously wrong, Muggles, he scoffed. The Ice Age was caused by a power imbalance between the dark and the light magics of the Earth. Harry sighed. Equally likely, I suppose. Then he frowned. But how did dinosaurs, or dragons, whatever you want to call them, how do they survive? Do wizards have a theory about that? Magic. Right. Harry supposed that was kind of an answer. And since the dinosaurs were assumed to be extinct and hadn't been traceable in the muggle world for millions of years, potentially valid. So what is a creationist, Malfoy asked. Lindsay, <laughs> go on. Care to enlighten us? <laughs> just so everybody's clear, this was just me and like, Ella. this is like what I was taught when I was a kid, not what I believe now. Just so we're clear. Also, it is very meta in terms of where we are in the story. We did just appear in the middle of this moment. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Harry was surprised he remembered and bothered to ask about it. Since the end of the war, Malfoy had never wavered from his claim that he was proud to be a pureblood, but disgusted by his father's association with a madman called Voldemort. It had bought him a ticket out of Azkaban and back into Hogwarts after the war ended. Harry was somewhat relieved not to see his childhood nemesis in prison, not least because that brief panic broom flight they had shared had felt a lot better than he thought it should have. Ooh. As always, Harry hastily pushed that thought aside. Oh, okay. Sexual tension already brewing. So they were on a broom ride to the prehistoric times. It's checking out. Yes. Things are checking out. So no prison. Good. Seeing Malfoy in class, however, with the other boy rubbing it in his face how much Harry had missed while Malfoy had gotten at least half an education during his first attempt at seventh year, well, that Harry could have done without. He thought he could also have done without Malfoy's bumbling attempts at distancing himself from his father's ideology, occasionally going as far as to try to understand muggle culture and society. What he hated most about it was that Malfoy wasn't doing it with the goal of true understanding, but more of a we need to know how the underclass thinks way. Malfoy didn't want to accept Muggleborns into wizarding society. He just didn't want to be seen as ignorant. But gods, was it ever surreal to see him quizzing Ron about the uses of a joystick? Your father talks about nothing but Muggle artifacts, doesn't he? So you must know what this is good for. Do Muggles use it as a weapon? Or is it, as the name suggests, you know... Ron, honest to God, blushed. Okay, so this is a flashback. <laughs> so Draco, Draco's like, hey, Ron, uh, do any muggles put this up their butt? Yeah. Is that why it's a joystick? <laughs> and he's like, no. Nope. <laughs> Ron, honest to God, blushed. He blushed. At that point, Harry had hurriedly left the premises, trying not to burst a gut laughing at them. Potter? Ah, creationist. Right. So, several rather prominent religious belief systems have ancient writings that document the creation of the earth by the one God. God created the sky, the earth, the sea, all the plants and animals, and at the end of his week's work, man. According to the more extreme believers, science is evil, evolution is a hoax, and dinosaurs never existed. Muggles are stupid. Yikes. Yikes. Wow. You burnt. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, because a wizard would never believe anything without proof. Malfoy gave him a wary look. I wouldn't. Uh-huh, Harry made, unconvinced. What? How about this one? Hermione is always the first one to perform a new charm correctly. How does your philosophy of pure blood supremacy explain that? She's an outlier. Harry laughed. I made up my mind. Don't confuse me with facts. Is that what you're saying? I am not as narrow-minded as your creationist, Malfoy sulked. 
you just keep telling yourself that, Harry said, and reached out to condescendingly pat Malfoy on the head. Curiously, the action didn't earn him the expected cuff around the ears, but just a pair of hunched shoulders. The other boy didn't pull away, though. How odd. Wait, are we still... Are we still in the middle of like a prehistoric land? Yeah. And we're bantering? Yeah. To their left, there is a Dicosaurus just chomping <laughs> on leaves. There is a T Rex happening. So <laughs> huge. May have yet to seen it. I'm just, I feel like the bugs were big. I feel like everything was bigger back then. I'd be terrified yeah. if I just got plopped yes. in the prehistoric times. Mildly weirded out, Harry withdrew his hand of his own accord and took a step back. He cleared his throat, aimed for a matter-of-fact tone, and only missed by a few dinosaur feet. Creationists and philosophy aside, I believe the dinos proved that we traveled a mite further than intended. Okay, here we go. Now we know that they are like, we are not supposed to be here. We did not intend to be around dinosaurs. Got it. Yeah. Malfoy turned back to Harry and gave him an unimpressed glare. You think? Inured to the other boy's evil eye since sixth grade, Harry continued, the question is, do we still stay here the full two weeks or is there any way to speed up the return to our own time? Oh, wow. Wherever they were trying to go, they were going to spend two weeks there. It was like the spell. It was like they're trying to go to like Paris for two weeks and they ended up in the Jurassic period. Melfi knew more about magical theory than Harry did. Always had and likely always would. As the other boy geared up for a theory rant worthy of Hermione on a bad day, (laughs) bringing Hermione into this, she's not even here to defend herself. Harry leaned back against a friendly tree and relaxed. Malfoy would figure it out. Meanwhile, Harry would keep a lookout. It wouldn't do to end up in the powerful jaws of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Just when they figured out how to get back, he'd heard that some dinosaurs had masseters so powerful that over time they tore a gap in the backs of their skulls. Not the T-Rex, though. It could bite as hard as it wanted. The T-Rex was special that way. Its lower jaw... His lower jaw... His lower jaw... His jaw... His lower jaw. His jaw. Hey, eat T-Rex's something. Jaw. Your lower jaw is out. What do you want, Sabronosaurus? <laughs> Are you cold? Well, you, ma- you look starved. Your mastodon is going to bury a hole into your neck if you don't eat something soon. <laughs> Open your jaw. Eat something. <laughs> eat something. Well, oh, you're an omnivore. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> its lower jaw was built to gap down the middle rather than risk splitting open its skull when it enthusiastically chewed up a couple of juicy, out-of-time mammals. Way to go, Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Harry wiped his glasses and glared hard into the distance. It turned out that even Malfoy didn't know of a way to speed up the return schedule. The delicate balance between the potions, charms, and rune scheme involved making any alterations to their stay in the past potentially lethal. Oh. He could, however, reassure Harry that despite missing their mark by several million <laughs> years, he was confidential they would still return at the end of the Wait, originally Ali, planned said, two weeks. He said confidential. I mean, confident. Uh, Just confident. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. Don't tell. He was confident they would still return at the end of the originally planned two weeks. They may not have learned the secret of Hufflepuff's lost formula against dementia for their joint eighth year herbology project, but at least chances were that, that they would get through this in one piece. I like picturing them at like the Hogwarts science fair with a trifold. Like how, how like, <laughs> an, like an interactive trifold. They have to just have a diorama now. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little dinosaur figurine. A dinorama. Dinorama. I feel like everyone did a dinosaur diorama. Not me. (laughs) Hers was just the nativity scene. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Kicked out of school. Hers was just the stations of the cross. (laughs) Mine's those seven important days of creation. (laughs) (laughs) The bushes to Harry's right rustled, and the wind produced something like a relieved sigh in the leaves. Harry could relate. Do you think it was just Draco's bush? (laughs) (laughs) His his bush rustled. (laughs) 
silver lining play bush. I bet he would have a silver bush. Yeah. That's what his bush is called, the silver lining. (laughs) In keeping with that thought, Harry reflected on the fact that while they may be stuck for two weeks in a time and place that featured two-legged predators that weighed up to a dozen tons and likely had an appetite to match, at least they still had their wands. He had the hollows too. And they were past the awkward teenage phase where they were constantly trying to kill each other. Really, this could have been so much worse. I literally cannot think of how this could be worse. (laughs) I mean, I hope their magic works, I guess. I know. Imagine being stuck here with the Draco Malfoy of two years ago, or even just one year ago. Sectum Sempra would be the least Harry would need to cast if that were the case. And the likelihood of both of them returning home alive and sane would be a Billy Wig... (laughs) Would be a Billy Wig's fart above zero. (laughs) Sounds like we wrote that in. <laughs> oh, oh, there is a Billy Wiggs fart above zero chance. Oh my gosh. Of us getting through this episode. <laughs> I love it. A kettle full of squids and Billy Wiggs fart above zero. It sounds like gillyweed. Mm-hmm. Billy Wig. Of course, Sane was a bit hit and miss with both of them at the best of times. Witness Malfoy possessively clutching the single bazaar they owned between them while Harry went ahead and tasted the five-foot-long fish they had accioed from the nearby river, scraped out of its sturdy, scaly hide, gutted with zero expertise, then grilled over an incendio-induced fire. Is this a back-to-back seasons with fish plucked out of a river? I mean, naked and afraid. I hope they are naked at some point. Thank Merlin their wands worked the same way in this time before the great unbalancing as they did after. Neither of them would likely have survived two days otherwise. They had no clue if the fish was at all edible. Also, weren't fish, well, I guess not all fish would be gigantic, but I picture them. I like, know, like getting this huge. Grabbing a fish in the river and it's like 40 feet long. Like a 30 foot long piranha. <laughs> like a party sub piranha. <laughs> party piranha. <laughs> Instead, though, Harry charged ahead with the true Gryffindor abandon, while Malfoy kept their means of salvation to himself, not trusting the other to take the remedy only in dire need. Of course, Malfoy didn't know that Harry owned three items, saying he didn't really have to worry much about accidentally getting killed. Meanwhile, Harry had no idea if Malfoy would actually give him the bazaar if it poisoned Harry to the point of unbearable pain, but not death. Well, you guys, what's a bazaar? Do you remember in, um, I think, it, I can't remember what book it was, I think book six, maybe, it was uh, Ron drank the poison and they put like a stone in his mouth to help overcome poisoning. Oh, gotcha. It's like some stone. Yeah, it's a stone, actually a ball of compacted hair that is removed from the stomach of a goat. Yeah. And the ingestion of such stone is said to cure most poisons. Okay. Got it. Sadly, Harry was not acting due to some careful deliberation resulting in a willingness to trust Malfoy when he bit into the fish. He was just hungry and determined never to have a repeat of his lean Dursley days if he could at all help it. The end of this episode. (laughs) And the middle of this dinner. (laughs) And all we want is dessert. But so, okay, I guess we could do our song and then we can recap what we know so far about their situation. When the episode ends, check your dino bone. Is it fossilized or not? (laughs) Everybody sing it again. (laughs) (laughs) It rolls off the dino tail. If you know the words at home, sing along. (laughs) Oh, dino bone. Allie? I would say I am not fossilized. I love the premise. 
And I can't wait to see what happens uh, when these two are stuck in prehistoric times together for the next two weeks, just to play a little catch up uh-huh. with the story. I feel I feel the same way. I have a I'm like glad we're sort of um we've established a lot about the belief system between the muggles and the wizards and creationists, et cetera. And now they're getting down to business. They're eating, they're plotting how they're gonna get back home, and I'm excited for them to get cozy. Get cozy at the dinos. We should have said, are you a creationist or not? To really just drive it home, turn the knife in the back of every creationist listening. You know, the, the tags were in the story. We knew that was coming. So, uh, yeah, totally not fossilized. My dinosaur is running wild. Uh, I love this story. I do not know how they are going to survive two weeks because magic or not, uh, they have to sleep. Uh, but we have split this into seven episodes. So unless there's a, a real dark period in between, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine they're going to make it through. They are going to make it. Hopefully they start their own fires. Hopefully they get out before the meteor hits. <laughs> they're like, they're like it could not have been a worse time. <laughs> Look at the sky. <laughs> it's like the meteor is set to come in 13 days. Like that is a bummer. Oh, Ouch. yeah. Draco and – you know Draco and Harry. They got lost in time and uh, died with the dinosaurs. It's uh, canon. Oh, okay. Well, that was great. Thank you to Evil Dime. Evil Dime. For some reason, I was going to say Evil Dinosaur. But thank you to Evil Dime for the story. What a gift. I'm excited to – I want to encounter some other dinos. Oh, and and next week, we'll be announcing some of the sexy dinosaur names that you submitted. We'll have some more of our own. I know Allie's got one up her sleeve that I have got a hint of that is going to kill. (laughs) Too soon? Um, Uh, Three prehistorical hosts will be back next week. Oh, and also, next uh, time you listen, I will have celebrated my 14-year anniversary, which is, oh my gosh. I feel prehistoric because of that, with Matt. 14 years with Matt, obviously. <laughs> with this guy named Greg. <laughs> with this guy, Greg. <laughs> Matt doesn't when know. When it was just like 14 years, <laughs> and it's just like some obscure thing. <laughs> <laughs> with my lover, Greg. <laughs> oh, well, man. stick around. Stick around for our shout-outs. And um, stick around for next week to see what happens to these dino babes uh, in dino land. Yes. We will uh, see you next week. Yeah. Bye, everyone. For our shout outs this week, we've got Ashley and she is shouting out to the UK Girls Night Gang. And Ashley, you are in luck because you get the sexiest, nasaliest voice <laughs> of the trio next to Danny. I guess the second nasaliest. But first sexiest. <laughs> and Ashley says, could I get a shout out message to my UK girls night gang? Not been able to see them in two years, so I'd like them to know I love them and miss them. And that has been Put Out or Shout Out. Cue the sax. Should we we just straight up call them careless whispers? (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Sweet nothings. Careless whispers. That's really funny. Oh, man. Well, great. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, UK girls. We love you. And hope you guys get to get together sooner than two years. Yes.
That was so sweet. Expedite that. Okay. Great. Love ya. Bye. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 